Welcome to the Phenomenal Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why and what it takes to build a phenomenal and fulfilling career that stands out. I'm your host, Just Jazz, career success coach and tea lover who believes you can do this work and more with a dose of reality, curiosity, challenge and intention to enable you to show up and go get the growth your career deserves. Welcome to this week's episode of the Phenomenal Career Podcast. And this week, I'm really, really, really excited um, to have Melody Flummendorf with me today. Hi, Melody. Hello, hello, Jed. I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. For those that are listening, can you give us an introduction to you? Yes. So my name is Melody. I'm a copywriter and content writer for female entrepreneurs and small businesses. And I help them to uh, sell and I help them to get more clients, but in a way that doesn't feel salesy. So that's my goal. Mm, I love that in a way that doesn't feel salesy. There's so much I want to dive into, but I guess I want to jump into the journey first. Have you always done this work? What, what was your route to it I guess no so my route is probably very intertwined with mindset work so my late father was a copywriter already and as a child I went with him to the agencies and you know ads were done very differently back then and also writing was done differently was all a bit yeah let's say more snobby there was more money in it it was all about the power game it was something that I didn't like as a child and I didn't really understand what he was doing. He was basically just scribbling away. And I thought, okay, if you get paid for that, I get food for you, whatever. Um, but I was always interested in that part. And I always wrote stories. And I had an old orange typewriter at home. One of these really loud, you're too young to remember this, Jess. But, you know, you had this massive typewriter. And it was, exactly. It was, you were hammering away on that thing. And I would write constantly, like fairy tales, mainly. And then I would create my own library at home. So I took all my books and wrote what they were about and um, you know created the whole library just for myself I don't know why I mean I knew that I had the books so I was always pretty obsessed with words and with books but I never understood how you can actually turn that into a job so and I didn't want to do what my father was doing because as a child I perceived it as oh gosh you have to be this really arrogant snobby person and constantly fight for your place in the world and it's just advertising in general can be pretty brutal so Basically, what happened was I always wanted to write, but I had this idea in my head that you have to be super successful from the beginning. So I wrote short stories at school and I won a prize for it. And the moment I won the first prize for this short story, I said to myself, that's it. It can't get any better. Now it can only get worse. And I put so much pressure on myself that I effectively stopped you know, writing for competitions or writing and that's like I said, okay, I can't win. So mindset is a big thing for me because I know what it can do to your life and how it can mess you up because it was really what I wanted to do. And people kept telling me, oh, you're good at it. And I, you know, but I believe, no, I cannot be, I cannot get there. You know, I cannot get to a place where I'm really, really good at it. So I ignored it for a long while. And then, um, yeah, then I came to uh, the growth edit, as you remember, um we did a program together which was great and I was uh asked by the coach all the time what do you really want to do and I had no answer to that so I 
constantly scribbled, uh, journaled, thought about it. And I came up against a lot of mind blocks. And after a seven weeks journey where everyone, including you, was very, very, uh, very good at what they were doing, did their homework, did everything. What they were, and I would just said, so yeah, journal today again was great. Like, whatever. I realized that my mindset block was, or the sentence I had in my head was, I can only be a writer if I write a best-selling novel. Mm. And when I saw that sentence in my journal, I was like, this is the most ridiculous sentence. Like, who would be? I knew from my family's experience, you didn't have to be a best-selling author to make a very good living from writing. But in my head, I said, okay, that's it. I can only write a novel. And I said, I never wanted to write a novel. I never wrote a novel, and I'm not really interested in writing a novel. But I guess it's also a thing that people have. I mean, you know that that everyone wants to write a book, right? That's the thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And a lot of people want to write a novel. So I have this, probably I got this idea from somewhere. And from then on, uh, it got actually much, much easier very fast because I realized I can do this. And I just started writing every day all the time. And then I got clients and then everything just, yeah, went pretty fast. Because when you find your zone of genius, when you find what you're good at and what you're I would always say, you know, almost say what you were born to do. Mm-hmm. Then this part is not the difficult part. The difficult part will always be the mindset work, setting up your business, the strategy, the scaling, overcoming yourself. The difficult part is rarely the zone of genius. That's just, you know, you keep, uh, you keep practicing it, sorry. And then you're fine. But we always think, oh, that's the problem, my skills and my abilities, so I have to get better in ABC. But that's not really the issue. I mean, a lot of people out there are very mediocre and, you know, are very successful. Like, you look at actors. You have a lot of very bad actors in the world, right? And you look at Hollywood movies, sometimes think, why did this person get this movie? No one knows. But they make 10 million a year. I mean, go figure. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that was a big lesson for me, the mindset issue. As you know, I mean, you work a lot uh, with people that have mindset issues. Now it's a bit of a topic for you, too. Yeah, definitely. And I think... And I think that was one thing that was really interesting. So, you know, meeting you in the growth edit, we immediately, I immediately connected with you because we both have this very, very special, special problem of just hoarding knowledge, right? There's always (laughs) one more course, one more book. And thankfully we're working through it. We worked through it right but that was very hard yeah (laughs) working very hard through it right for me that's looked like instead of downloading the kindle book i send myself the sample oh yeah that's oh that's so dangerous the sample oh that's the hell i have 146 now of them i think i know i should be there and then i had to go through the samples and delete some of them because i was just like i'm not interested in reading this book anymore um Yes, yeah, so it's a continuous learning process, everybody, for those of you know, listening. You know, you know what I have? That's the worst. I order books on Amazon before they're published, and then they arrive three months later. I have no idea what I ordered. I ordered the biography of, I think, Ronald Lauder. I'm not even sure. I have no idea why I did that. Just arrived at home, and I looked at the books. I said, why the hell? What do I have to do with Ronald? I mean, nothing against him, obviously, yeah. but I had no recollection even of ordering that book. And I realized, well... Really, you have a problem here. This is what's happening. Although I did order a really good book from what's her name, Karen Golding. Can highly recommend this. I think it's called Untamed, and mm. that arrived at my home. 
And again, I had no recollection that I ever ordered it, but it was really, really great. So occasionally I hit gold, but it's not necessarily the way yeah. forward. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost just asking yourself why. That's what I found for me. Like, why do you need to order this right now? Do you even have time to read it right now? And sometimes the answer is yes. So like, I've recently got some books around sort of marketing and growth marketing. And that's been kind of cool because I'm like, well, I'm doing some projects at work, which is why I would like to have them and have them sooner rather than later. Um, but there's other things where it's just like, there's nice to have. Or anytime I talk to somebody and they go, oh, I really recommend this book. You should really read it. And my instinct is to like get it immediately. And I'm just like, oh, wait, wait, wait. You haven't even told me what it's about. You've just told me that it was amazing. It's a mix, you know, it's a mix of, you might know this feeling, the dopamine hit you get when you buy mm. something new. That's why most of us buy. I read an amazing book, unfortunately, it's only in German, where he explained what happens to you and how the whole of how a society is set up for you to buy something. I could totally recognize myself. And then the other thing is also sometimes it's a bit of what they call numbing often, you know, when I actually have to deal with a bigger issue. But it's so big that I feel like, oh, gosh, I can't journal about this right now. I can't think yeah. about this right now. Let's buy a book. <laughs> let's read the book first. Let's just do that. achieve something. Yeah, achieve something. I should something. do my houseworking, but let me do some shopping. I should start cooking yeah. dinner. Let me just watch a film. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, it's so true how we sort of distract ourselves from those those different things, actually. And yeah, learning can, it can be a distraction. And at a certain point, I realise that I'm learning so much that I'm not implementing. Oh, yeah, that's also, yeah, yeah. The messy like action issue. Yeah, yeah. it's the action. Messy action. And people love that when I tell them this, my friends I often tell them, just, just do it. I mean, what do I? And they're like, no, 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 I have to read that first or I have to, a website, famously, oh. people never finish their website audit. It's like forever. Yeah. Forever. And I know the feeling because I, I've been there myself. I remember Sophie told me, what are you doing? You can finish a website in six hours. I said, you cannot do this. You have to <laughs> yeah, put it out there and you can change it every two weeks. If you're so inclined, but yeah. we have to think, I have finish. to learn about it mm. and then know everything about it. Yeah, and finish the job properly. It has to be properly done. Oh, yeah, properly. Otherwise, there's no point doing it right. One thing that I often say in my workshops, especially around people who want to start their own businesses, is, you know, are you getting ready to get ready to get ready to get ready? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Is that what's happening here? Or do you genuinely need to do the course to move forward? <laughs> Layers. No, that's true. Because also in society, it just looks better if you say, look, I'm not doing AB, but I'm learning about it. I mean, it, it gives you the space you need sometimes for yeah. people to back off. There's no pressure. People won't ask you when it's coming out because it's like, well, I'm just in the research phases. I'm studying. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm doing the website. I'm on it. I'm just discussing with a graphic designer how it should look and yeah you know and then it's a uh, yeah it's a typical phenomenon happens with copy too by the way copy and content uh, <laughs> you must see that a lot and um you know when you introduce yourself you mentioned you work with small businesses um I tried to think of a really eloquent way to ask it but I'm like what draws you to the small business so I think copy and content is easiest when you understand the people you're writing for. And I understand small businesses because I'm also small business. Um, the other thing is that small businesses are often very agile. You know, when you have big businesses, 
they want a whole agency. They want a whole, again, it's a thing. They have to show something for their budget. So they will blow a lot of money, not necessarily on the best thing, but on the thing that looks good as well. So with small business owners, you have that less because they're still more in touch with their business because they, you know, they're behind it, which is why they burn out so often. But, you know, the advantage of it is they know more or less already what they need. And it's just fun. You meet so many great people. And it really, yeah, it gives me this feeling, wow, this country is really doing well. You know, you have so many great people. I mean, actually worldwide, I work with someone in Canada Mm. Um, and it was so nice to to learn about Canada and just about the Canadian businesses and how she works. And um, yeah, you almost become friends with some of them, or you you yeah they become friends, which is nice. I don't think you have that with a big business necessarily. You yeah. might know individuals, but it's and I think it's also better for the copywriting because you want them to succeed. I think mm. it's always very important. But you know, you have to gel. You have to really have the feeling that you speak the same language, you know, you understand each other, you know what the other person wants to achieve. And that's just easier and faster with, uh, yeah, small companies. Yeah, that's huge. And I think I, I can definitely connect and relate to that because Melody is actually written for me. And I'll leave you all to guess which pieces she wrote, but she's written for me. And when we worked together, it was I can literally remember the day I was actually staying at my parents and we were we were off to go and announce to the family in a very COVID safe way, i.e. from the doorstep with a picture um, that my sister was expecting. And we were on a call just as we were kind of going out the door and I'd spent the whole conversation saying, you know, I really would love for you to write about this because this was my experience of it, right? And I spoke to somebody the other day and I was just spilling my life story Right. Because even though I wanted I wanted to work with Melody to write content that spoke to issues of gender, to imposter syndrome, to confidence, to um, ambition and careers, it was really important to me that I was in them as well. Yeah. And in that sense, it almost created a little bit of a therapy session. And not that like Melody was therapizing me. It was just more, I was just in a space where I was pouring out why, right? Why is this important? You know, I think Melody even asked, which one do you want first? And I was just like, this one, imposter syndrome. Yeah, because it's huge. It's huge. And I want people to know more about it. And I want them to feel empowered, right? And I just poured all of my passion into Melody. And then Melly would send back these pieces. And, and for me, it was really important that they were they were researched, but they were personal because that's how I write. And and I share this with you all because some of you are listening and thinking, why would I why would I work with someone to do my content? Why can't I just do that myself? Right. And that was something that I held on to for a long, long time. Um until I realized what is the point of what is the point of the content that I have on my website, right? It's for people to understand the things that matter to me. It's for people to understand the things that I can support with. It's to spark conversation around issues that I think are important. So to raise awareness around some of the things that are blockers or boosters to building a phenomenal career. And I see no reason why that has to be me all the time, especially as somebody who I love writing. Like if you asked me when I was eight, what did you want to be? I'd be like, I want to be a journalist. And so I realized what that entailed. Um, And even then I very much was just like, 
well, I'm still going to write. I love writing, but it, it means that I have to go into a separate space for me. It takes me time and I don't regret that process. I don't have any ill feelings about the fact that writing for me takes a little bit longer, but I have to be honest that there's some things that I want people to know yesterday and I don't have the time to articulate that. So I'm sharing this for anybody who, again, is thinking, why would I, how does it work? Um, and for me, it's been amazing because when I read the pieces, it's my story, right? When we read, I don't know, like, are we snobs about autobiographies versus biographies? I kind of think not, right? I just, I, it comes up a lot, though, this, this issue of uh, people always have this idea that only people who cannot write hire copywriters or content writers. And I think that's just not true. It might be that most of my clients actually lack the time to write, but they sometimes, like you say, it's a bit like a therapy session. I see what you mean, because sometimes there's a lack of clarity, like, you know, especially as entrepreneurs, we have so many ideas and we're mm. so inspired and we're so like, yeah, we want to do this and then the other. And you almost need a person to pull you down you know and say okay what do you want to achieve this month okay what do you want to achieve what is your how does your ideal client look like I mean for everyone there mm. who's struggling with his ideal or her ideal client avatar everyone's struggling with this client <laughs> avatar I've never met a client who said to me I mean I've met clients but that it wasn't necessarily the right client avatar like when I you know they can all tell you like okay this person's between 30 and 50 and lives in Chicago or whatever I'm like okay but what else? I mean, what, you know, the power words, for example, what kind of power words are, are really triggering them? And they don't know these things often. So it's often mini therapy sessions, actually a lot of fun. I mean, with you it was amazing because you also had the baby news, which was so like, <laughs> I know. it's like yeah. we're on the road now. Um, and I, yeah, I think that that's so important because even for me as well, kind of connecting together the dots on the getting ready to get ready to get ready. I am precious with my writing. There's stuff that I haven't written. I am one of those people who wants to write a book. I've been writing a book for the past four years, um, but it hasn't seen That's the light. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. I spoke with someone the other week and she's writing a book since seven years. So I think just the... I'm you know? all right. I'm in the margin. Yay! Okay. This four is years good. is nothing. Four this years is, is good. Totally but this is what I mean. Like if I took the same approach with the blogs that I want to write or even the podcast episodes, right? Because they're solo episodes where I want to jump into a topic. Um, and it's very timely. And I have to be honest about what timely looks like for me and, and how, how I can make things timely, right? I speak to you all as somebody who is recording this podcast episode on a day that I took off from my day job that I then filled with podcast recording and workshops and emails and meetings, right? So this is me just articulating as much as I would love to spend whole days putting together articles. I <laughs> genuinely don't have the time, <laughs> but the passion's there, the heart's there, the viewpoint, the perspective, all of that is still there. So yeah, if you're thinking of working with somebody like that, please do. Um, and I want to circle back a little bit because we, we've ventured into it. So why not stay here? What do people need to consider before deciding to work with a copywriter? or content writer? So I think um, what they have to consider is what they want to achieve. Usually there are two things people want. 
they either want to get more clients or they want to get more visibility that can go together sometimes. But some people say, okay, I want to get, for example, now in this pandemic world we're living in, um, they sometimes call me and say, look, my job is not safe anymore. Or I want to become a TED speaker or I want to be featured in magazines. How do I do that? And they know they need to go out there and, you know, be more visible, but they don't know how to do it. So if you want to do that, it, that's a different approach to the copy and the content than it is if you then you know if you're saying I want more clients. Um, so it's very important also that you know what you stand for. So it's quite useful if you have like three pillars, three values that are important to you that we can integrate in the copy. Um, it doesn't matter so much if you don't know exactly what kind of copy you want. I mean, you can start and say, okay, I want a blog. Most of my clients actually like blogs because blogs are really really good for the evergreen content. So mm -hmm. they get people who are just searching or Googling for a certain topic and they need to know ABC and you can provide that on the blog. So, yeah, I would say you have to know a bit more about what you want to achieve, either get more clients, be more visible or maybe something else. Um, and then also know your, your values and what you want to stand for. Do you want to be, for example, if you work in the luxury market, it's a totally different market than if you work um, in coaching. You know, so you have to know, and you have to be able also to trust me a bit, I would say. <laughs> the problems always come when people, and I, thankfully I rarely have that, but sometimes people are nervous, you know, and they're not safe, or don't feel safe and are not really sure where they want to go. And then they constantly want to edit the copy or want to add a word. And they usually want to add too much because that's the problem. You have to keep it short. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where the problem starts normally. I mean, the, the dream clients are always those who know what they want. They tell me, okay, you do it. Um, they get two edits for free anyway. And I just write it for them and send it back. And everyone's happy. That's usually the best. But that means you need to know what you want. Again, that's, that's what it comes to. But I'm happy to do the odds therapy session with my <laughs> clients. <laughs> because it's normal. You, you don't need to know everything right away. But you should have a direction. Yeah. Like you, for example, you knew where you want to go, where you mm -hmm. wanted to go with the blog post, and you knew exactly, you knew your tone of voice, you knew your audience very well. So it's very easy. I mean, it was actually very, it was so much fun to write for you. You remember, I wrote you the email and said, I'm actually really sad that we finished that. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. I know. And it was so funny. It was one of those things where I read it and I was just like, this sounds like me. I don't know. It's some sort of magic. Like, and, and I think this is what you mean, like, Melody, when you say, just trust me trust me to to write it for you you know the questions to ask to ensure that what comes back is authentic and, and true to the voice of the person um yeah so thanks for sharing those top tips things to consider before deciding to work with a copywriter that's really important and <laughs> in terms of your business right so i kind of want to put the lens on you a little bit how long have you been doing this work for now then how long? Um, well, it depends where you, where you start from. Mm. Actually, because I'm actually also now, I just came actually from a call with our uh, beloved business coach that you know, um, and I'm from <laughs> rescaling again and redoing the whole business. So um, I would have to look that up, to be honest. Mm. When did we start? But quite, yeah, I mean, the last... I've started it during COVID and it's, 
Yeah, it, it hit off, thankfully, almost immediately. It was really interesting. It was the first, because I think there's a lack in the market also for, you know, a lot of people, when it comes to copywriting, I think it's only about the copy, but it's like you pointed out, it's it's a bit of psychology also, and it's a bit of really understanding what you want. So it takes quite a while to get that. You have to really sit, normally I sit with my clients initially for an hour on the phone, and we really go through everything because often people think, oh, that's what I need. And they ask, why do you think you need that? Or, you know, I know that they only mention the features of their product, but not the benefits. And when we go deeper and deeper, it turns out that actually the copy has to sound totally different because what they say initially is not really the reason people would buy it for. Mm. So, yeah. Sometimes during COVID, I'm trying to think. That's the problem. (laughs) Since I'm not really sure. I mean, you know, the the days and months. Gosh. So you, what was the weather me, when you launched your business? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, you told me I don't need to prepare and here I am unprepared. So that's my unprepared answer. Some, that's sometime, okay. during, uh, sometime last year. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, last year. 2020 began. That, that is amazing. And I guess from then till now, because we're recording in 2021, um, what's your career been teaching you? What has my career been teaching me? That's an interesting question, Jeff. Um, it has taught me that a lot of a lot of it has to do with self-confidence. That I always feel you have to take your client, if I may say so to a former client, <laughs> you take your client a bit by the hand and say, Don't worry, I'll sort it out for you. I think that's that's very important. It's not only about the writing. It's giving a client the feeling, I really get you. And you really have to invest a lot of time in that because then the copy and the content will be much easier to write and give them the feeling, okay, I know what you mean and I will take care of it because all entrepreneurs I know are so stressed out and so maxed out already. And the last thing you want is to outsource something and then someone comes back to you every third day with emails asking... <laughs> Just to ask you, do you want it like this or like that? I mean, that's not the idea, I think, for me of outsourcing. Yeah. I learned that's very important. And very important, I would say, for every entrepreneur is clear boundaries, uh, not stretching yourself too thin. That's also important. And I'm still learning this, as we all do. <laughs> me too. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, yeah. Things like that, that's very important. That they, And very clear communication. And I would say to answer people uh, very early or something like on the same day I learned that too and now it drives me mad when my clients <laughs> just don't answer me the same day said, what? when I answer you the same day what's wrong I need to know right now what do you want so yeah that's yeah that's what I learned and that there are so many great people out there honestly I mean I met so many amazing especially female entrepreneurs through this work so I'm always excited when someone goes on a call with me discovery call I'm like oh who will it be today <laughs> I love it. It's like a game show. Yeah, it's really like a game show because you never know what you what you will be getting and what they will need also. And if they know what they need, that's also very interesting often. Oh, yes. So yeah, if you really, yeah, if it really works, it's also the thing. Occasionally you get the call where you feel like, oh, you both don't, you know, you don't match. Mm. Uh, and that's okay. I mean, that's fine. But it's interesting how important um, it is to really yeah to work with the other person um, and to be similar to the other person I think or at least to understand the other person mm. I mean my clients are all very different but I know where they want to get at and 
that's important, I think. Yeah. So yeah, it was quite a quite a learning phase. <laughs> when but, I ask this uh, question, yeah. it's always fun because it's like I don't know. I'm just living it. I'm existing, <laughs> but I, I believe that Aqua is always just teaching us something, whether we we have the moment to catch a breath to think about it or not. So thank you so much for sharing that so openly and honestly. Um, I want to kind of go back to something that we touched on as well. Um, because I'm always going back. Why not? Why not go back a little bit? I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, why, why not? <laughs> I'd love to just go back to, I guess, your childhood, right? Because in your journey, there's oh my a period gosh, of yes. you knowing. <laughs> I'm going all the way back, right? I told I Yeah, I see. You. Wow. This is. I warned you we're going back. Um, this was there was this was a desire within you right and you went away from it and you came back and i i wonder what you would tell your younger self about writing and becoming a writer um i think i would i have actually the self at home which is quite useful my 11 year old daughter yeah so i can actually uh, she's my guinea pig in uh, <laughs> in basically healing myself um <laughs> And the idea is what I would say is probably you don't have to be one thing, you know. Mm. I think what happens as a child, you think, oh my gosh, you're you're not good at school, for example, in the subject, and that means you're not good at it in general. But what often happens is just we're always in a box, right? And we cannot get out of that box in our heads. But I would tell this child, you know, you if you want to write, there are many, many ways to write. I mean, I don't even say you have to, if you are out there and you like to write, it doesn't mean you have to be now a copywriter because I'm a copywriter. It could be anything really. You know, people write for theater, for TV, for whatever. So I would encourage her probably to explore a few, you know, to, especially for children, there's so much out there now, um, you know, courses or uh, competitions and you just try a few things and you see what will happen. So yeah, that's what I would tell my younger self. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your journey and your story. I'd love to know, just as we close, where people can connect with you, find out more about your journey and your work. Ah, oh, they can connect with me on Instagram. I always have stories there every day. Sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're not so funny, sometimes I'm very tired. And I try always to give tips to help mm -hmm. you with your own content and with your copy. Um, so Instagram is content and copywriting. And otherwise they can find me on LinkedIn. I post tops, uh, tops posts, posts there too, um, almost every day. And it would be great to meet you. It would be great to have a DM or you can also ask me questions about your own content, about copy. It would be great, yeah, to meet new people. I'm always up for that. Amazing. Um, so Melody, just to close, where can people connect with you and, and follow your journey? So they can connect with me on Instagram, uh, content and copywriting. That's where you can find me. I post stories every day. Uh, sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're not so funny, but they're always about content and copy and uh, have hopefully enough educational content for you. There's lots and lots of tips on how to write better blog posts, how to audit your website, um, yeah, what you should look for in a copywriter, for example. And they can also connect with me on LinkedIn. That's just my name, Melody Flumendorf. And I post there also tips regularly. So uh, let me know what you think. And if you have any more questions about content, I'm happy to answer them there. 
Amazing. I love that. She's got content about content, everybody. Lots of content tips. about content. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. Amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your journey with us today. I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Jess. It was so much fun. listening to this week's episode of the phenomenal career podcast where you hear the how why and what it takes to build a career that stands out don't forget to leave a review and reach out on social media to let us know what you think i'd love to hear from you did you also know you can work with me to create your own phenomenal career through coaching in the career clubhouse you can even invite me to work with your whole team through group coaching and interactive workshops Check the links in the show notes for more info. As ever, I wish you nothing less than a phenomenal career.